This is the 53rd episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Julia Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. Let's get right into the headline. Thanks to the lab leak, all conspiracy theories about COVID-19 are now fact. And here are the people from The Five to let you know all about it. One study concluded natural immunity provided just as much protection as being double vaccinated. And another, this one gets me, found that masks made no difference in stopping the spread of COVID. It will, it will be here for a long time. How many people in America lost their businesses that were, they weren't allowed to go to their business? And, you know, and then there was the unequal treatment. If you, if you, if you go to your salon, we're going to throw you in jail. Was it disinformation? Absolutely not. In fact, at a time when they were silencing us, they should have had more free speech, more discussion. So the doctors that I know who were giving out hydroxychloroquine, who were, who were afraid of losing their licenses, who were afraid of saying anything, they were, they were hiding in the background for fear that they would lose their positions at hospitals. Yeah. I mean, the impact is enormous. How about the people in the military who were fired? Do they get back pay? How about the cops? And, and then- it was also a CIA backdoor to get visibility into the bioweapons program in China. And companies like Pfizer use gain-of-function analysis to engineer better vaccines. What are these people talking about? When I watched this live, I sat there and I said, are you kidding me? I say that a lot. I admit, I say that a lot when I watch Fox News. Are you kidding me? This one just floored me. So if you follow the news at all, last week... A report came out from the Department of Energy that said, with low confidence, that was in the headlines, that they thought that the COVID-19 might have, also part of the wording, might have come from a lab in Wuhan, also known as the lab leak theory. Now, the good people of the five decided to take this all the way to the sun and push every other conspiracy theory they could think of about the virus. I'm going to play this again, but I'm going to break it down person by person. I lost my mind. I was like, you got, ah. Okay, here we go. One study concluded natural immunity provided just as much protection as being double vaccinated. And another, this one gets me, found that masks made no difference in stopping the spread of COVID. So Dana Perino, if I could sit, if I could be at that table, I would simply ask you, what does that have to do with the origin of COVID-19? Masks, natural immunity, what does that have to do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. This next person is Judge Janine Pirro. One of my favorites, by the way. Will, here we go. It will be here for a long time. How many people in America lost their businesses mm-hmm. that were, they weren't allowed to go to their business? And, you know, and then there was the unequal treatment. If you, if you, if you go to your salon, we're going to throw you in jail. Was it disinformation? Absolutely not. In fact, at a time when they were silencing us, they should have had more free speech, more discussion. So the doctors that I know who were giving out hydroxychloroquine, 
who were who were afraid of losing their licenses, who were afraid of saying anything. They were they were hiding in the background for fear that they would lose their positions at hospitals. Yeah. I mean, the impact is enormous. How about the people in the military who were fired? Do they get back pay? How about the cops? And, and then so much to unpack with a just brief clip. So Judge Pirro is basically saying, Judge Janine, as I do. And again, if you're new to the podcast, I sometimes just spontaneously go into Judge Janine's voice. And when I do, I have to go really far away from my microphone for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. There's no really way, easy way to do that voice quietly. I don't know if it's possible. And I always say this. How does she not blow out all of the sound equipment on every single show that she works on? Anyway, just think about it. Okay, so what did Judge Janine say in that clip? There was a lot. She says, people weren't allowed to go to their businesses. What does that have to do with the origin of the disease? Nothing. Then she talks about getting arrested if you go to your salon, which again has nothing to do with the origin of the disease. And then she brings up hydroxychloroquine because why not? Just bring that up out of nowhere and make a connection somehow. How are we making a connection again? So basically, there is no connection. And then she talks about people in the military who basically wouldn't take the vaccine and therefore lost their job. And now that, again, according to this discussion, has something to do with the origin of the disease. It does not. It does not. They're basically trying to say that because one thing might not have been, might not have been what the government said it was, the origin of the vac- of the virus, Now, therefore now everything about the virus that they didn't agree with is not true. Everything. Now, Jesse Waters is the next clip, and he takes it to a totally crazy place only Jesse Waters can, which is kind of amazing because Judge Pirro is usually right at the top of the crazy train. So here's Jesse Waters. It was also a CIA backdoor to get visibility into the bioweapons program in China. And companies like Pfizer use gain-of-function analysis to engineer better vaccines. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Okay. If COVID-19 was a bioweapon, why on earth would China release it and not have some type of antidote or vaccine ready to go so their own people were protected. It's common sense. (laughs) If it was just to make better vaccines, why would it take so long to make a vaccine for COVID-19? Again, if this was just for, we're gonna make better vaccines, they would have had it ready or would have been like halfway finished And then three months into the pandemic, oh, everybody's got a vaccine. Everybody's great. But it took it took like a year, roughly a year to get it out to 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 start getting it out to everyone, which was considered rapid fire, of course. But still, none of that makes sense. None of that makes sense. So you could see this was the entire week. They just kept repeating crazier and crazier things about COVID-19 based on one thing, which was the lab leak theory again it's a theory there's no proof and as i as i stated in my i did a twitter uh thread about this there were eight agencies total that have looked into the origin of covid19 
Spoor believe it was probably or may might have been a natural origin. The FBI has moderate confidence that it was the lab leak. The Department of Energy has low confidence that it was a lab leak. And then the CIA and one other, and I, I don't remember off the top of my head which the other one was, but then two other agencies have not weighed in at all. So that's where we're at. I hardly call that conclusive, but Fox was like, we got an in. Let's go. Now, before I move on to the next media clip, I should give a plug to the sponsor, as it were, of the podcast, which is the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. And I am a proud graduate of that program, not a student. And I just want to say, too, if you're new to the podcast, think of Decoding Fox News as kind of a support group for the friends, family members, neighbors, co-workers, colleagues of people who are deeply entrenched in the Fox News universe. I can't pull them out, but I can prevent you from going in and help you understand their world a little bit better. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. And I also want to very quickly point out, especially with this episode, because you're going to need it if you want to look any of the stuff up, and there's a lot, is there's a newsletter, which is the written version of this podcast, which is found on my Substack. Same exact title. It'll be right underneath this podcast. And you can go through it and see all the hyperlinks that will take you to the various studies that I cite throughout. And there's a lot, because we're talking about COVID-19. So evidence is very important when we're talking about something like anything with medicine or science. So, and very quickly, as a quick plug, if you'd like to support this project, because the grant that I am getting paid on is very humble, you can go to Decoding Fox News at my Patreon, or you can become a paid subscriber at my Substack channel. The lowest is $5. And if you can't do that, if you just tell a friend to listen to the podcast, it's also very So we started with the five. Thanks to the lab leak, all conspiracy theories about COVID-19 are now Fact. Going back to that headline. Within a couple of days, Brian Kilmeade on Fox and Friends sets it up kind of like a teacher at school. He's got a huge screen next to him. He's got a doctor who's actually on another screen, not in the same studio, but he's talking to the doctor and he sets it up and he's like, myth number one, as if a chalkboard next to him and it flashes on this huge screen. Then he goes to myth number two. And they go back and forth. So he's doing the exact same theory, only kind of a little bit more intensely. And this is the first clip. So what other myths are being spread to the American people that we instinctively knew were lies? And there was 10 of them. Myth number one, natural immunity offers little protection compared to vaccinated immunity. Okay, what Fox didn't tell you, and what Brian Kilmeade is leaving out here, Natural immunity might offer more protection than a vaccine, but that's hardly the whole story. The vaccines lessened the severity of symptoms and reduced hospitalization rates dramatically. COVID-19, as we all know, was also a highly unpredictable virus that would cause extreme symptoms in one patient while another might experience something that felt close to a mild cold. The problem with relying on natural immunity is... It could cause some people to take the risk that getting infected was safer and more effective than getting immunized. Countless anti-vaccine advocates died after getting infected with COVID-19. I found so many examples. A few publications even compiled lists of several high-profile vaccine deniers who died. The divide surrounding 
misinformation about COVID got so partisan that residents of counties that voted by high margins for Donald J. Trump were more than twice as likely to die from COVID-19 than those that lived in areas that went for President Biden. That is stunning. Fifth, number two, you selfish people that weren't wearing masks, are you trying to kill me? Now, I should add that during this whole segment, Kilmeade was talking to Dr. Marty Macri, who is a regular um, Fox medical contributor. He's a surgeon by training, but he does have a background in public health. And he was offering his, you know, expert opinion, and he is a doctor, I'll give him that. But he left out a lot, and I'm just going to try to fill in those gaps. So he added a, a Cochrane study that had shown masks were ineffective at preventing COVID-19 from spreading. Now, I looked the study up, and it was very hard to read, but I did find what I was looking for. And it said the physical interventions, this is the name of the study, physical interventions to interrupt or reduce the spread of respiratory viruses. What it's actually measuring is if masks were effective for flu-like viruses and included studies of masks before COVID-19 existed. Now that, you're probably going, what? I think it would be very difficult to judge any time before COVID-19 existed to COVID-19. But here's the actual quote from the study. The evidence summarized in this review on the use of masks is largely based on studies conducted during traditional peak respiratory virus infection seasons up until 2016. Two relevant randomized trials conducted during the COVID-19 pandemic have been published, but their addition had minimal impact on the overall pooled estimate of effect. So what this does is it's pulling studies from all over the place and then coming up with some sort of result. I would argue that any study before COVID-19 is rather useless if you're actually looking at COVID-19. Because nobody was in fear of their life over the flu. People were terrified of COVID-19 because people were actually dying. So I don't think that that's a fair way to compare. That's just my two cents. And the studies that he mentioned, Cochrane studies, are highly um, recognized, but they do have critics. And I found one that just said the recent studies raise questions about bias, inconclusive evidence, and time lag regarding Cochrane reviews. And then I also found countless medical organizations and health-related websites that encourage mask wearing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. And those would simply be, and these are all hyperlinked, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Mayo Clinic, John Hopkins, and Stanford University Medical School. Now, we're moving on to the next quote-unquote myth. School closures reduce COVID transmission. So the main source on this was to compare the United States to Sweden. Sweden's policies had plenty of critics, and comparing a country of 10 million people with well-funded universal health care coverage to the U.S. is imperfect at best. Teachers and school staff were more at risk of catching COVID-19 from a student than children were of developing severe symptoms. One study early in the pandemic found that teachers were more likely to die from COVID than the average American. And I would argue that we should protect teachers and school staff. And I don't think anybody really knew what was going on at the beginning of the pandemic. To make a call about school closures, I think, is a is a bit harsh. I Because I don't want teachers to 
you know, drop like flies. So here's the next myth, and this one's really specific. All right, let's debunk another one. Myocarditis uh, hurt so many athletes that I know in their 20s because they took a vaccine that they didn't want to take, but they wanted to be able to go to college or play high school. Now, what about that as it relates to the vaccine and the, the consistency of symptoms? So Dr. Mercari mentioned a study from JAMA, which is the Journal of American Medical Association Cardiology, that showed patients had a much higher risk of developed mitocarditis from the vaccine, from the disease itself. So I went to the source in search of this study. I couldn't find it. I'm not saying that he lied. I'm saying that there could have been a conflicting study. But what I did find were several that showed completely opposite results. The largest study I found was from Penn State, which included 58 million subjects and showed patients were seven times more likely to get mitocarditis from an infection of COVID-19 than any vaccine. I found similar results at the American Heart Association and from the exact same source uh, the doctor cited, the JAMA for cardiology. So that was just, I just kept finding source after source after source, and they all had enormous sample sizes, 58 million, 48 million, 54 million, just huge sources, because this is something that's easy to look up, who got mitocarditis out of any given population. And finally, the last quote-unquote myth. Finally, drum roll, please. The COVID originated uh, from a natural environment or from the Wuhan lab. The FBI joins the Department of Energy. The CIA says we stopped looking, I guess. They have not made a decision yet. That is debunked. Is it debunked, Brian? Is it debunked? Brian Kilmeade? Does my Brian Kilmeade? Talks kind of like, hey, Brian Kilmeade. I'm Brian Kilmeade. It's harder for me to do the guy voices, the, the, the dude voices, the men. Brian Kilmeade. But that's kind of the energy. Brian Kilmeade. He used to read sports, apparently. And he says really dumb things all the time. Although, you know, sometimes I kind of agree with him on Ukraine, but then he'll say completely stupid things. I kind of make him like a cartoon, but he kind of is a cartoon. Have you watched Brian Kilmeade? His outfits lately are also very creative, very broad, bright ties, very broad, very bright, very large. Anyway, mm, I don't think it's been debunked, Brian Kilmeade. I don't think that this one agency saying low confidence might have been is proof enough for me that I'm going to go with you to the sun and then assume all these other things about COVID-19 are true. Now, moving on from that, that's where we're like mid-level. We started off with a five. We had kind of wacky, kind of a sampler of conspiracy theories. Then we have Brian Kilmeade presented as a list with a doctor. It goes on for seven freaking minutes of back and forth and back and forth and claiming all these things. And now we're going to move on to Jesse Waters, who takes this all the way to crazy town as he's wont to do. I have described Jesse Waters as all theory, no evidence. And here's a, but this is also just, this is like what he's about to do here would be an LSAT puzzle, really. That would be entry level. This would be pre-LSAT, like the training for the LSAT. No, let me go worse. This would be like fifth grade, let's learn logic. Maybe even fourth grade. I'm going to go as low as fourth grade with this one because I think most people could figure this one out. I'm going to break it down after I play the clip, but this just, I was, wow, I lost my mind over this one. You know the real reason this lab leak theory is coming out of the Biden administration now? Because China is considering selling weapons to Russia for the war in Ukraine. So this is the U.S. government saying, oh yeah, if you're going to try that Beijing, 
We're pinning the lab leak on you. China doesn't want that. We'll probably never know the whole truth about anything, but we do know the government lies about everything. And you start to realize conspiracy theories are anything that threatens corporate profits. So he just said, while standing in Fox News studio, that conspiracy theories are anything that threatens corporate profits. Let's sit on that for a moment. Let's just sit, let's let that ruminate. Just hum with me. Get in like a Zen position. Go home. No, I'm kidding. But just let that marinate for a minute. Jesse Waters, while on Fox News, said that conspiracy theories are anything that threaten corporate profits. And what did Fox News just get busted for? Well, in the Dominion defamation lawsuit, several Fox News executives and Fox News on-air talent all admitted under oath that they promoted conspiracy theories, wait for it, to protect corporate profits. Oh my goodness, what did I just say? The complete opposite of what Jesse Waters just said. No irony, no shame. Now let's break down the logic of his statement. His first statement, the government lies about everything. Second statement, the energy department, which is part of the government, said the virus may have come from a lab leak. Okay? Third sentence, since a government agency claimed the lab leak may have happened, it's proof that it happened. Jesse Waters, go back to your first sentence. The government lies about everything. Ha ha! When you, when you term, use terms that are that, like, blanket statement, when you say always, the government always lies, the government lies about everything, then nothing the government says can ever be true. So you can't use the Department of Energy to come up with this goofy theory about we're using it against um, China or against Russia, you know, in this three-dimensional chess. We came up with this crazy theory, even though four agencies think it was natural origin and only two think it was a lab leak and two other agencies haven't even bothered to comment. But this is some sort of crazy three-dimensional chess to stab China in the throat and the, yeah, no. Jesse Waters, ladies and gentlemen, is eyebrows, a full head of hair, and way too much charisma and confidence. I always thought he's like the man who is too much self-confidence. If you look that up, it, there might be like a disorder. And there should be, Jesse Waters would be like the personification of that. So that's our arc for COVID-19. We go all the way from like, you know, maybe natural immunity. My Dana Perino, maybe natural immunity did help. I, I can't really do Dana Perino because she's so bland. Is there a voice there? She used to sound more Southern when she was younger. I looked up an old clip of her. And even though she's from Wyoming, she used to have more of like a country accent. And now she sounds kind of like a robot. That's my Dana Perino. Is that a voice? I don't even think that's a voice. It's Dana Perino. It's boring. It's Dana Perino, which is Dana Perino. She's very short. Anyway, then we go from the kind of normal into... The I'm going to break it down like it's some sort of professor into I'm completely insane. I'm completely insane and I don't understand the basics of logic. So next up, we have the uh, one of the other main stories that was still pushed heavily on Fox News last week. Besides Lori Lightfoot not winning her reelection, which Fox had a field day with that. That was the A block for every single show on Monday. And uh, anybody who lives in Chicago was not surprised by that outcome at all. She's not popular we all saw it coming. I used to live in Chicago. I have a lot of friends in Chicago. So I was just like, yawn. Okay, but 
they kept going back to East Palestine. Now, Jessica Tarloff, who is a wizard and amazing, and I have no idea how she sits through the five day after day. She's not always the liberal chair. They do rotate it. I have no idea how she puts up with the abuse because they talk over her, they yell at her, they interrupt her, they make fun of her. It's just a nightmare. She managed to get out some really good points about East Palestine that nobody on Fox is going to mention. Here's the clip. So we put together a montage of Republican and Democrat officials all saying it's fine. Mike DeWine, They're Johnson, all part of the government. Right. All part no, of the but government. I'm, I'm saying it's important to this because it has turned into just that Joe Biden is a, a fake empath, which I would fiercely disagree with. And I don't know how people can trust their government. I think that more should show up for each and every one of these town halls. And if you're concerned about the money, which the government always is, what is the cost of relocation until all of these tests are consistently clear mm-hmm. versus what the cost could be? long-term for this, right? If you do end up with a situation where there are long-term cancers, um, God knows what happens when you have toxic chemicals in your water like that. It's into the Ohio River. Um, That's something that I'm shocked that we're not talking more about. It it does seem, and President Biden gave an interview um, over the weekend, I believe, about what the response actually looked like. In fact, the EPA was on the ground two hours after this happened. It is not something that has been neglected by the administration whatsoever. Pete Buttigieg going is, frankly, more than Elaine Chao did when she was Transportation Secretary. She never visited one yeah, single derailment, were Flint, including... The president would have been there. If they were Flint, Michigan, the president would have been there. People in Flint, Michigan got ignored for a very and long time. they shouldn't time. have been. No, they absolutely, have been. they shouldn't have been. But to say that, what you're saying is basically... President Biden would only care if it was black people because black people vote for President Biden. But these are 5,000 poor white people who didn't vote for President Biden. Frankly, a lot of poor white people voted for President Biden because he does actually care about everybody. Maybe not in East Palestine. That is a red state. Odds are that they did not vote for him and voted for President Trump again. But don't do that. I don't agree. I want to point out that when she got to her strongest point there, when she mentioned that Elaine Chao the Secretary of Transportation under then-President Trump, and that she did not visit a single derailment. And there was a few where there were, like, fatalities under Trump. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, who was on, who was like a guest on The Five that day, started to just shout over her, because that's what they do. Just, oh, no, we can't have you say that, because we don't have a rebuttal to it. Um, and yes, East Palestine is complicated, because the Republican leadership there at first said, we don't need any help, we're fine, because they were trying to minimize... The problem, probably because the railway company is very important in Ohio, I would guess. And they didn't want it to seem like it was a huge, horrible disaster. They were trying to downplay it. Uh, so it's this poor, I, I feel terrible for the people of East Palestine. I think they're being manipulated and being used as a pawn. I hope, I pray that they get the help that they need. And that horrible railway company pays every single dime. And if, you know, they don't pay every single dime, sue them into oblivion which I'm also hoping will happen if that, you know, because this this is ridiculous that these people were harmed this way. Just corporate greed, that's what led to this and lack of regulation. Anyway, before I go off on a soapbox about the railway companies, which I might, let's get to my favorite of the week. And now this one was added purely for comic relief. I admit this openly. This one just made me laugh out loud. There were two versions of it. He said, this is Jesse Waters again, who I call the brain trust of Fox News with full sarcasm. But this comes from uh, later Stephen Miller came on 
And I debated using that clip, but Stephen Miller is so odious that I thought, no, let's just go with Jesse. Because then I won't scare people and they won't run from their homes as soon as they hear Stephen Miller's voice. Oh my goodness, that man. He's so ghoulish. So this is Jesse Waters, kind of the beating heart in some ways of typical Republican voters right now. He, he kind of speaks for them, even though he doesn't realize it. Okay, here we go. Promised a lot would happen when Republicans took the House. We like these guys. I love these guys. But I just checked the calendar and it's already March. Republicans have had the House since January. Why haven't we had a hearing on the Biden crime family? Tony Bobolinsky's been waiting by the phone. He's got nothing else going on. He's cleared his schedule for you. I haven't seen a single guy sweating under the bright lights. Are we going to drill down on anything? Are we going to see anybody squirm and cough up the truth? Or at least plead the fifth or something so that we can start showering these goons with subpoenas? Where are the bombshells? Have the investigations even started? How about what did you know and when did you know it? It's a good question. Where are the smoking gun documents? My producers looked at the House schedule and the House has only been in session for 22 days this year. They spent four days fighting over the speaker. And so really, they've only had 18 days of real work. In February, they worked eight days. Guys, I know that's a short month, but it's not that short. If their schedule holds up, this isn't even a part-time job. As for the hearings, well, they had a hearing about Twitter and everything we found out we already knew because of Elon Musk. And then they had a hearing about the border, but Mayorkas wasn't even there. And then they had a hearing about the FBI, but the FBI director didn't show up. I'm starting to lose my patience a little. And this is coming from a place of love. Primetime's a nice guy, but primetime's annoyed. Okay, why on earth are you speaking of your show in third person? That'd be like me saying, decoding Fox News is annoyed. Decoding Fox News is frustrated. What are you doing, weirdo? Second, I'm going to do Judge Janine. We're just going to whip it out right here. Welcome to hell. You're not going to get anything. They lied to you. These congressional investigations are nonsense. Used to manipulate you. They won't find anything. Go back in time and look through past congressional investigations. You're going to get nothing. And you're going to like it. Am I lying? I'm not lying. And Jesse Waters is close to my age. I won't say if he's older or younger than me, but we are both Gen X. And how on earth does someone his age who is hosting a... Like, a, one of the hit shows on Fox News, one of the largest audiences on cable television, not realize that Congress doesn't work a normal nine-to-five week like the rest of us because they spend tons of time fundraising. That's the uh, hideousness of our political system. Welcome to hell. I was just cackling at this one, you disillusioned fool. This is what you voted for. We warned you. We told you this was stupid, but you didn't care. And this is why the Republicans did so poorly in the midterms, because nobody really gets that worked up about stupid investigations that yield nothing. <sighs> I feel better now. I feel I got that out. I got the poison out. It's out. It's, it's working its way out. I'm exhausted. Mondays always kill me. The cats are sleeping. You should see them. They're being really cute.
So this next section is stories Fox News ignored. Every week I compare 15 hours of Fox News to 5 hours of the PBS NewsHour. I picked the PBS NewsHour because it's nonpartisan. The following are list of stories that PBS included that Fox News did not. And I will say I do not watch the more legitimate news programs on Fox News. I watch the opinion-based shows that have the largest audience. So these stories were not included on any of the shows that I watched. Here we go. Last week, a meeting of the G20 foreign ministers took place in New Delhi, India, ahead of the G20 summit scheduled for September. The talks were dominated by the war in Ukraine and the divisions it's caused among some nations. Protests continued in Israel over changes to the Supreme Court. On Wednesday, protesters marched outside a hair salon while Netanyahu's wife was inside. Israel police and security forces made a dramatic show of force to escort her safely out of the building. On the same day, during another protest on a Tel Aviv highway, Israeli security forces used non-lethal weapons against Israeli protesters who were protesting again changes to the Supreme Court. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed a bill that would ban drag performances in public spaces. Lee also signed a bill on gender-affirming care for youth in the state. Now, Fox News regularly demonizes drag performers and gender-affirming care. Fox News hosts refer to medical care for trans youth as mutilation and even castration. I just want to add that a recent study by the National Institute of Health showed the average age of a patient receiving gender reassignment surgery is at around 29 to 30 years old. So it's not little kids. PBS also produced a segment about the 150 bills that are pending in state legislatures that target the trans community. Things continue to get worse for Fox News than defamation lawsuit filed by Dominion Voting Systems against the network. It was revealed in a recently released legal brief that top management pressured Fox anchors to push the false narrative that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. PBS returned to Memphis for a segment about how the city is doing since Tyree Nichols was killed by police officers. After nearly 60 years since he was recommended for the nation's top military award, Colonel Paris Davis, one of the first black officers to lead a special forces team in combat, received the Medal of Honor for his bravery in the Vietnam War. The military repeatedly lost the paperwork involved with the award, which is why it took so long for Davis to receive it. Of course, people think that the reason why they may have misplaced his paperwork is because he was a black officer. He was that segment, by the way, if you want to see a very heartwarming segment, watch that segment. It's beautiful. You can probably find it on YouTube. He is just such a lovely man. And he explains the story of why he got the Medal of Honor. And it's very impressive. Hi, just a, just a very, very lovely segment. Walgreens declared it would not carry mifepristone, one of the medications used for medical abortions in some states. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved mifepristone in 2000 to end pregnancy when used in combination with a second drug, mifepristol. Abortions can still be performed using the second drug, but it's not as effective as the drug combination, and the procedure is more painful for the pregnant person. After a runoff election, Nigerian voters elected Bola Tinbu as their new president. It is the first time a candidate won the election with less than 50% of the vote. 
Nigeria has the largest economy in Africa and a population of over 200 million. The country is currently struggling with a rise in violent crime, religious extremism, and widespread poverty. Turkey experienced another less severe earthquake last week. This is after a much stronger earthquake devastated areas of Turkey and Syria, resulting in approximately 45,000 deaths and billions in property damage. Over 1 million people have been left homeless. The reason why there was so much destruction was due to shoddy building practices. A multi-year-long study by seven U.S. intelligence agencies found no evidence to support the belief that a hostile foreign power was responsible for the cause of the mysterious Havana syndrome. Over 1,000 government officials and diplomats complained of symptoms that include migraines, nausea, memory lapses, and dizziness. The first known cases appeared in Havana, Cuba in 2016, with later incidents reported in Australia, Austria, China, Colombia, Germany, and Russia. The theory had been that a foreign power was using some type of energy-based weapon, such as microwaves, to injure Americans. At least 57 people were killed when a northbound passenger train and a southbound freight train collided last Tuesday north of the city of Larissa in central Greece. Wayne Shorter, jazz saxophonist, died at the age of 89. He worked with musicians and bands as diverse as Miles Davis, Carlos Santana, Steely Dan, and Joni Mitchell. A temporary boost to SNAP benefits, also known as food stamps, put in place during the COVID-19 pandemic, ended nationwide on March 1st. Millions of Americans who rely on the program will have much less money to spend on food. President Biden plans to nominate Julie Su for labor secretary. If she's appointed, she would be the first Asian American to serve in a secretary-level role in the Biden's cabinet. A Belarus court sentenced Nobel Peace Prize winner and human rights activist Alice Baliaski to 10 years in prison. The court found him guilty of financing protests. The United States and other European Union countries have called the trial a sham. PBS produced a segment about the push to ban books in public libraries all over the country. Fox News has produced several segments featuring advocates calling for the removal of books from such places. The Food and Drug Administration's plan to allow plant-based beverages to continue to use the term milk has frustrated both dairy farmers and producers of plant-based milks. Advocates are concerned that college partnerships with gambling companies that allow sports betting on campuses could harm some students. PBS produced a segment that showed a possible link between climate change and the increase in various viruses and other infectious diseases. I want to add, too, that the um, Alex Murdoch trial that was kind of dominated cable television, apparently. I was told I I don't have time to watch CNN and MSNBC. Uh, I catch snippets of them on YouTube, but I can't really watch them in addition to all the other stuff that I have to watch for this project. I was told by people on Twitter that they were also dedicating a lot of time to the Alex Murdoch trial, which I I understand because the details on it were absolutely off the wall. There's like this family was like super rich, super well connected, and people just kept dying and having accidents that were fatal around them and tons of money and drug use and all this stuff. Just lots of intrigue, lots of death, lots of craziness. I didn't really get that interested in it because I just thought the guy was guilty as hell. And when he was found guilty, I, I shrugged. I was like, well, yeah, duh. But I get why people would get into something like that. I just, I didn't really think it was a national story. 
Um, PBS dedicated exactly one minute to it. They just mentioned it and that was it. Like he was found guilty and we're done. Um, so that difference was very stark. And this week was interesting this past week because I kept seeing a story on Fox that sort of, I mean, a story on PBS that sort of drew back to Fox, like the Dominion lawsuit, the anti-trans stuff, the banning book stuff, just and even the abortion medication, which um, Fox News uh, talked about, but they didn't talk about the same story, which is why I included the PBS story. They didn't, they didn't talk about bans. They didn't talk about how the drug was used. They just sort of kind of mentioned it. So um, that was interesting. Uh, and also, I just want to get to the by the numbers, which is I make a chart of the top five topics for Fox News versus the top five for PBS. We'll go through them very quickly. For Fox, it was Alex Murdaugh, trial, 15%. Lab leak, 10%. Train derailment in East Palestine, 6%. Also at 6%, Lori Lightfoot loses her reelection. And Biden, 2024, was 3%. PBS was artist profile, which is like a staple of them. They always feature artists. Ukraine war was 8%, student loan forgiveness, 4%, anti-trans laws, 150 around the country, also 4%, and the G20 summit in New Delhi, uh, 4%. It wasn't the actual summit, it was like a meeting before the summit. Now, words used on Fox for the week were Biden at 196, crime, 148, that shot way up, that's much higher than past weeks, China and Chinese, 127, Murdaugh, 75, Trump, 53, covid uh, 51, Fetterman, 42, uh, Lab Leak, 41, DeSantis, 28, Lori Lightfoot, 22, Hunter, 21, Ukraine, 14, Inflation, 12, AOC, 11, and Hydroxychloroquine made it once. This week, I'm going to be covering Fox and Friends, The Five, and Tucker Carlson tonight. That's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to become a Patreon, I have a Patreon at Decoding Fox News. My Substack at Decoding Fox News. If you can become a paid subscriber, it would help me out tremendously. If not, that's cool. Tell your friends. My uh, mascots for the podcast, Thor and Odin, send their love. You would love them if you met them. And that's about it. I'm exhausted as I always am every Monday. Uh, it's technically Tuesday morning. I technically published Tuesday. I'm exhausted. What am I talking? I'm delirious. That's what happens to me. Don't watch Fox News. This is what's going to happen to your brain. <laughs> Okay, see you next podcast.